Today on Locked on Goals, changes happening in San Diego as Joel Bouchard and the coaching staff is out. We'll talk about that on today's Locked on Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going, everyone? It is Goals Thursday. Yes, the goals are out of the playoffs, but it is Goals Thursday today because we have a lot to talk about. First, I want to thank you all for your continued support and for making this your first listen of the day. Don't forget this podcast is available on Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and a slew of other platforms. You can find me on Twitter at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. Once again, this is Goals Thursday, which means we are going to talk all about the San Diego Goals. And boy, do we have quite an episode today because we had a bit of news that happened last night. This one was kind well, kind of a shocker and kind of not, given what's taken place in the last week. And that is that the Anaheim Ducks announced that San Diego Goals head coach Joel Bouchard, as well as assistant coaches Daniel Jacob and Max Talbot, they're gone. They have been fired, or in the article, relieved of their respective duties. They essentially got fired. And this after Joel Bouchard's first and only season with the San Diego goals. And here's what Ducks GM Pat Verbeek had to say about that. Quote, This was a tough year for everyone, and we feel a clean slate is needed in San Diego. These are extremely difficult decisions, but we are committed to returning to our winning ways in San Diego for our great fans. We wish Joel, Daniel, and Max the best of luck in the future. End quote. So the last time that the San Diego Goals won a playoff series was five years ago. So it's been a while. At least the San Diego Goals did win a playoff game last year, and that was the Trevor Zegras special in Bakersfield, California. That was game one of that best of three series. Then the Goals lost two consecutive overtime games. So that one was a bit of bad luck on the goal side. This season... There was a lot of changes. First off, let's go all the way back to last summer where there was with a lot of fanfare that Joel Bouchard was named the head coach for the San Diego Goals in the first place. And for those of you that don't remember this, back 10 months ago, the reason that Joel Bouchard got plucked out of Laval was, well, a number of reasons. One, there was the head coaching availability with the Montreal Canadiens. Once the Habs got their coach, I guess, re-signed because the Habs did make the Stanley Cup final last season, that left Joel Bouchard thinking, well, I thought I was getting ready to take over this job, and it appears that's not going to happen. So in comes Bob Murray saying, you know what, we're going to make it make an offer that you cannot refuse. What if we told you that this was sort of an audition of sorts and If you do well, then there could be a vacancy for you when the Anaheim Ducks coaching vacancy happened. Well, at the time, we thought that Dallas Eakins was going to be coach for one more season, and that was going to be it. Once we realized that Dallas Eakins would be retained for another season, there goes that. And I guess maybe that's part of the reason why Eakins is around for another season, because The coaches that are available, maybe, well, I should say they weren't that great up until about a week ago when Barry Trotz became available. Yippee-ki-yay. Yeah. 
By the way, Barry Trotz is available. I, I bet Ducks fans are kind of wishing that they had that coaching vacancy now, right? Yeah. But back to the Eakins-Bouchard thing. So if Eakins was not going to do well this season, which in fact he didn't, then he would be gone by the end of the season, which also didn't happen. So Bouchard would have gone up. However, this has been a mind-numbing season for the San Diego goals, unfortunately. They did have their good streaks, but they had some bad streaks, especially down the stretch. And this is even with players coming back. Let me say that again. The goals got a lot of players back, and they still had a bad run towards the Calder Cup playoffs. And in fact, they didn't win any Calder Cup games. So I think I want to talk about the Calder Cup, uh, the lead up to the Calder Cup playoffs first. And this starts back in, I'm going to say March-ish, where there was a lot of players that were kind of coming and going. There was COVID issues. There was player issues. Players were getting injured. Then there was the trade deadline. The Ducks lost a lot of players on the trade deadline. And thus, the San Diego Goals, as a result, also lost a lot of players also in that trade deadline. The Goals were streaking. Were, were, were streaking. And then everything just fell apart. Let's start in March 4th. They had that embarrassing back-to-back loss to the Colorado Eagles. Then they lost to Stockton. They won a game against Bakersfield. Shut out Ontario. But after that, around the trade deadline, it was all downhill from there. The month of April. Loss. Win. So they were 1-1. Loss. Loss. 1-3. Another loss. 1-4. Another loss, one and five. You see a pattern here. Another loss, one and six. Another loss in a shootout, one, six, and one. Another loss in overtime, one, six, and two. Then they lost another three in a row. So one, nine, and two. Then a shootout loss. Can you believe? One, nine, and three in the month of April. In case you didn't hear that, let me repeat that. The San Diego goals had one win in the entire month of April out of 13 games. One win in 13 games. One, nine, and three. They got five points. So what exactly happened to the San Diego goals down the stretch? If you include the playoff games, they were one, ten, and four. Here's what happened. The goals lost players. The Ducks did everything they could to be sellers in the trade deadline, and they did, and they have a lot of picks. So at least there's that. That you cannot entirely blame on the coach, but if you're Joel Bouchard, you've got to make some effective changes and maybe do something to help your defense and help your goalie, which was Lukas Dostal, who unfortunately for Dostal, he just did not have a defense in front of him a lot of the time. So Joel's got to do something about that. Number two, some of these weird, I guess, lineups that Joel was putting out, including going 11-7 on more than one occasion. I remember this specifically during that three-game set, the back-to-back-to-back between the Ontario Reign and the San Diego Goals. One of those, actually, I was at two of those games, the one in Ontario on the Friday and the one at San Diego the following day. And what happened on both those days? Well, the goals backed into a playoff spot. That's exactly what happened. Ooh. Yeah. 
That happened. It's not a good look when you back into a playoff spot, is it? No. No, it's not. Did Joel Bouchard celebrate? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I get celebrating making the Calder Cup playoffs, but I don't know. For me personally, I don't know if it's worth celebrating a whole lot when you back into a spot and Colorado won with like six seconds left. It's not quite worth celebrating, but hey, they got in, right? And then they got swept. So it it looks bad. I am going to talk more about this, but we're running up against it. So we're going to head into the first intermission right now. But first, let's talk about Athletic Greens, which is a product I use very often. I started taking AG1 because I didn't have a lot of time. I wanted more energy, a better immune system. I hate taking pills. I really hate taking pills. And I wanted a supplement that actually tastes good and wanted to see what the hype was all about. So with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. And folks, it is recommended by professional athletes, it is trusted by leading health experts, and it has over 7,000 five-star reviews. So if you want to check it out for yourself, it is time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs, which are not bad, by the way, with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Coming up after the break, we'll talk a little bit more about the firing of Joel Bouchard. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On Goals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and you're locked in with J.D. Hernandez. All right, so I just talked about what happened at the end of the season as far as Joel Bouchard is concerned and him playing 11-7, him with these weird kind of mishmash lineups that he was putting out there and really not putting his best foot forward with his prized prospects. And I'm talking specifically about Jacob Perot and Braden Tracy. I know Perot was injured, but as far as Braden Tracy is concerned, I did not think the lines that he was up with was all that effective and all that good personally. I didn't think it was that good for his development. And this is coming from someone that's seen a lot of goals hockey this season. And looking at how he was deployed between the first half of the season and the second half of the season. You put Braden Tracy on a power play unit with Jacob Pro, and good things are going to happen. When you put him on effective lines, when you put him with Limoges at times, you know, he looked really good. And then he kind of, Joel Bouchard kind of did something that the Edmonton Oilers have been trying throughout this playoffs, and it has worked somewhat, but not all that effectively. And by the way, how about this? The Edmonton Oilers, one loss away from being eliminated in the first round. Hmm. That's because you separated Dreisaitl and McDavid and you have them on separate lines and they haven't been effective and they got shut out by Jonathan Quick, who's 45. I'm kidding. He's not 40-something years old, but Jonathan Quick is on the older side of goalies. So 
Joel Bouchard did something similar where he got two of his top players and separated the lines. Hmm, what do you think is going to happen when you separate two of your top guys, two of your top prospects, and you mess around with your lines so much that instead of having two really good lines, you have three decent lines-ish? That's what's going to happen? Yeah, that's that's exactly what happened, folks. And I look at Braden Tracy the second half of the season, and he struggled. He struggled mightily with his new surroundings and his new teammates. Well, I shouldn't say new teammates, but new lines to him. And it's got to make some prospects uncomfortable. I don't know if it shows a lack of trust. There's also a lack of trust as far as defensive schemes. And both myself and John Broadbent, we talked about this offline. And we talked about the defensive strategies for the San Diego goals. Oh, yeah. And this was a lead up to the Calder Cup playoffs that just happened between the goals and the rain. First game, you had Olin Zellweger, and he was kind of getting felt out. He played only three shifts in the first period on that game one. Then the second period, he started playing more shifts. Third period, he was seeing more time, and he even got his first professional assist towards the end of the game. He looked comfortable, and he also was good skating and avoiding hard checks. So Bouchard's reason for not playing Zellweger was to play Pat was to play Marlowe. Vincent Marlowe, who's an ECHLer. Alright. Sure, let's go with that. My other thoughts on this, and both Eric Stevens and I actually shared the same thoughts. I actually um saw Eric down at Toyota Arena last week. So shout out to Iceman Cometh, Eric Stevens. We both had very similar thoughts about Olin Zellweger. I thought he looks terrific towards the end of the game. He was a really good skater, especially in that third period, just not taking hard hits. And when he did deal a couple of hits, he was able to hold his own. He's a young kid, and he held his own. Good for him. At least he got to experience it. I mean, this despite the first round upset with Everett and then getting swept in the playoffs. And I did see Olin in the stands on game two, and he looked like he was ready to go out there. And then there's Drew Hellison, who was out there for a lot of penalty kill time. And that's someone where I thought the development for Drew Hellison kind of took a dip in the last three months of the season. I mean, he did get some help from some of the vets. He did get some help from Trevor Carrick, the other half of the Carrick brothers. But still, there was some regression between March, April, a little bit more. And unfortunately, especially in May, we saw some more regression there. And it sucks. It it really sucks. And then you sit Olin Zellweger for Game 2. He looked good. He looked really good in Game 1. And then you sit him. It, it's not it's not a good look. It's not a good look for your prospects. Oh, and by the way, I talked about Jacob Pro and Braden Tracy. They didn't see regular time in games one and two either. In fact, game two, they pretty much disappeared. And that's sad. Those are two of your top prospects. And then you set them for the majority of the third period and overtime. I don't know what exactly was going on there. I don't know what happened in the locker room with Joel Bouchard, 
but it is just simply not a terrific look. And I hate to say it, but especially Braden Tracy, he slowed as the season went on. That's what really sucks. I I liked Hellison in the first half of the season, but he was honest. He was really honest towards the end of the season, and especially with the end of season exit interviews, where he thought it was nice to kind of come in and get some experience, but there was still something not quite right. You could tell something wasn't quite right. And the team asked a lot for from Drew Hellison. And he's still young. He is still a young guy. He just came out of the NCAA. And I like what Drew Hellison said, but also the way he said it. So I'm going to just kind of try to convey the quote as he said it in Ontario. So here we go. Drew Hellison, quote, Every level you go, it's going to get quicker. It's going to get faster. You're playing against better players. The adjustment to that has been a little difficult, but the guys have been helpful with it. With that, you're playing with better players too. I mean, they help me a lot. A lot of communication out there. And also, a lot of times, turnovers end up in the back of your net, which sometimes in college, it doesn't end up that way. You got to limit those. End quote. So I tried to convey the tone as much as possible because you could tell he was disappointed in his own game in general. I mean, just, okay. So I'm going to I'm going to go back to my little fancy stats here and look at some of the turnovers because turnovers were a big deal in the two game series. And unfortunately, there was some really bad ones both in game 1 and game 2. And you know who got a couple of those turnovers was oh, yeah, it was Drew Hellison got a bad turnover. Well, not as bad a turnover as say uh Bruyard or O'Regan or Elvinus. But there was some turnovers in Drew Hellison too. And there was some sloppy play that he had in game two as well. So that's something that he needed to get cleaned up and just didn't. And if you're Joel Bouchard, you got to try to encourage your guys. You've got to do something to limit those mistakes. And a lot of times that just did not happen, unfortunately. So I could see why Pat Verbeek could look at this two-game set and go, you know what? I don't know if I like the way that the players responded to the coach. And by the way, Paverbeek was present on one of those games. And Paverbeek did see up close the action in Ontario. I got to think that GM Paverbeek wasn't all too pleased with the way San Diego responded in this series. And I would think that he thought this was a disappointment of a season given all the hype surrounding Joel Bouchard. So that's my thoughts on the Calder Cup series and how it was coached. Uh, Yeah, we'll leave it at that. All right, we're going to head into the second intermission and talk a little bit more goals. But first, let's talk about Bet Online, which is the one place that has you covered with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. And if you dare... Place a bet on tonight's hockey action. We've got some big games coming up tonight. You've got a lot of game sixes. A lot of them could be over tonight in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Hmm. There's a couple of game sixes happening. Well, one in particular here in SoCal. But, I mean, there's there's a game in Boston, Carolina and Boston. 
a, a big one, Toronto and Tampa Bay. Do you dare put money on the Toronto Maple Leafs who are the underdogs in tonight's game? You have the Blues and the Wild. And then you have the Los Angeles Kings and the Edmonton Oilers. Even though the Kings are up 3-2, to two, they are still the underdogs in the series. And they are still underdogs in tonight's game. So if you truly believe that the LA Kings are going to close out the Oilers tonight, then place a bet right now at Bet Online. Once again, that is Bet Online, the official online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And please gamble responsibly. Welcome back to Locked On Goals, which is under the umbrella of Locked On Anaheim Ducks, and that's part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And once again, I'd like to give my shout-out to the Mad Hat Hucksters, a local San Diego band, which is apropos for San Diego Goals Thursday. So, first two segments, I talked about the departure of Joel Bouchard, but we got to talk about the other two departures as well, because they are just as important. Both assistant coaches are gone, Daniel Jacob and Max Talbot. They are also ousted from San Diego, and this was due to their, I would say, lack of a very successful season down in San Diego. So all three are gone. Of note, these are three of the final hires made by now-departed Ducks GM Bob Murray. Bob Murray was the one who brought in Joel Bouchard. Bob Murray was the one that was excited to have him come on board. He was the one that was probably most excited about having him just try to build something out of, you know, the stuff that Kevin Deneen built. And Bob Murray, he was surprised that Joel Bouchard was available last year. In fact, I was surprised because there was a lot of talk that Joel Bouchard would stick around in Laval or he would get the assistant coaching job with the Montreal Canadiens with the possibility of moving up to the Canadiens. But Montreal made their decision, so that meant that Joel Bouchard was out. And yeah, Bob Murray had high praises for him. Of course, now we kind of see what's going on. His current GM, Pat Verbeek, is trying to get the old regime out and trying to, I guess, make his mark on the organization. And you know what? It's probably not a bad way to go, given how poorly the season ended for the goals. This wouldn't be a bad idea. Pat Verbeek knows what he's doing, and it was good to see Pat Verbeek show more of a hands-on approach with the San Diego Goals. He was, he's been at Toyota Arena. He's been at Pachanga Arena. Pat Verbeek has made himself more accessible, I guess is the best word to use here. And he's been more open to travel down and see the young San Diego Goals, and he's been out there more this season than the past three years with Bob Murray. Not to say that Bob Murray doesn't come out. I I mean, Bob Murray did come out to Toyota Arena when the Stockton Heat were in town. And hey, you know what? If it's Stockton versus Ontario in the next round, which based on last night's game, I don't know about that. But if it's Stockton, Ontario, yeah, I can bet that Bob Murray's going to come back to SoCal once again. So yeah, yeah, there's that. And Bob was excited to announce Joel as the next head coach of San Diego. I mean, he thought that Bouchard fit perfectly with what the Ducks and the Goals were trying to build. Unfortunately, that did not happen with either the Ducks or 
the goals. And we're going to see a lot of ch-ch-ch-changes. As far as who should be the next coach, that's going to be a list that I'm going to compile in the coming week as to who could be a competent replacement for Joel Bouchard. But this is still very big news. And that is now the third coach that is out. So the three coaches for the goals. We have Dallas Eakins, who's currently the Ducks coach. We had Kevin Deneen, who has now seen great success with the Utica Comets. And now Joel Bouchard. We'll see where he ends up. But also seeing the two assistants go out, this is going to be a completely new bench for San Diego next season. And it depends on who they get. It depends who they get as the assistants. And it also depends on who they get in free agency or who they bring back. I mean, losing Chase DeLeo to Utica was big. Losing Andrew Podorowski, who scored 100 points for the Chicago Wolves this season, that was bigger. So trying to replace DeLeo and Potts with Buddy Robinson, Danny O'Regan, didn't exactly work out. But we'll see what happens next season down in San Diego. All right, that's going to do it for today's podcast. Once again, thank you all for your continued support. Thank you for making this your first listen. And make sure to make Locked on NHL your second listen of the day. As a reminder, this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, among others. You could find me on Twitter at StimpyJD, and the show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. We'll be back with more Ducks talk on tomorrow's podcast, so stay tuned for that. Thank you all once again. It is greatly appreciated. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Please continue to be safe out there. Be kind to one another. And ducks and gulls fly together. Fly together.